joint superintendent with insights from Sue as she talks about the Church of Philadelphia. Blessings abound, my brother and sister. This is Superintendent Janice Battersby from Shekinah Worship International Ministries, Shekinah Worship Center, Bermuda, greeting you once again, where our pastor is Reverend Dr. Maria A. Seaman. It's a pleasure to come to you one more time to do another podcast, Insights with Sue. That's me, Superintendent Janice. I'm the superintendent of the Sunday School at Shekinah Worship Center, but also the facilitator of our study of Escape the Coming Night with Dr. David Jeremiah. This is a study where we examine the book of Revelation. We go through chapter by chapter, verse by verse with Dr. David Jeremiah. And it's an exciting study. It's a Zoom study that we're doing with members of our church and anyone that's interested in learning more about the book of Revelation. And let me tell you, once you get to understand this book, it opens up so much understanding as to what's going on now. We've been actually making our way gradually through the book of Revelation. And recently we've studied through the church at Philadelphia. So I want to just share some of the things that we got out of this study. Now, our understanding, as a brief overview, is that the book of Revelation was written by the Apostle John. Not John the Baptist, the Apostle John, who actually was one of Jesus' disciples. And after Jesus died and rose again and ascended into heaven, John, as well as the other disciples and apostles, went out and spread the gospel to the surrounding area of Israel. They went into Asia Minor. They went into what we know as uh, Turkey. They went to Greece. They went to Rome. They went all over spreading the gospel. And it wasn't a popular thing to do at the time because Rome was in charge at that time. And Rome didn't want anybody to be lifted up higher than Caesar. And so when the gospel came out in these troublesome Christians started to preach the gospel. Rome didn't like it, amongst others. And gradually, the disciples, the apostles were captured. They were tortured. They were killed. John, at this time, was imprisoned on the Isle of Patmos in the Aegean Sea. And he was given a vision by God to share with those churches in the cities of Asia Minor. There were seven of them. He received a vision of Jesus in all his attributes as no one had ever seen him before. Hair white as snow, a long flowing robe, his voice sounding like many waters, his eyes of fire, his feet like burnished brass, the feet of judgment. Out of his mouth came a two-edged sword, his face shining like the sun. It was an amazing vision. And along with this vision were messages to churches in these seven cities in Asia Minor. Now we've been studying through with Ephesus and Sardis, Thyatira, Pergamos, and now we are studying the church at Philadelphia. This is one of the more popular churches. The word Philadelphia means brotherly love. And of course, for those of us in Bermuda and the States, we know of the city of Philadelphia in the state of Pennsylvania 
city of brotherly love. Well, there was a Philadelphia back in the Bible days as well. And it was to the church in Philadelphia that this letter was written. And also in the time of the church age, and we're going to study that later on in the book of Revelation. We're going to understand these churches as representation of the church age from the time of Christ's ascension up until right now. We're going to see each church represented in history, in the present, and even in the future. So the church at Philadelphia represents a very evangelistic period, the early 1900s, up until maybe I would say like 1980 or so, when there was such a huge evangelistic push. And we spoke about Billy Graham and Garner Ted Armstrong and people that we grew up with that you turn on the TV and they were there preaching the gospel. There were those that went into Africa. There were those that went into Asia. There were people that just, the evangelistic push was huge. And that's what the church at Philadelphia represents. A period of outreach, revivals, missionaries, and Christian education. As we, as we never saw before. Uh, the designation of the Lord at that time now as we've been going through these churches and as John saw his division of Christ, each one of those attributes that he saw, Jesus took and applied one of them to each church that he was speaking to, that this, a letter was sent to. At this time, this letter going to the church at Philadelphia, Jesus represents himself as holy and true having the key of David. Now, holy and true. We talked about God's holiness and how if you're holy, if you seek after God's holiness inside, it's going to overflow to the outside, to how you live, how you walk, how you talk. And so we should be encouraged to seek God and his holiness in his word. Out of the mouth, the heart speaks. Whatever is inside, will come out and we should seek after God's holiness. We should seek after his genuineness. The word true there wasn't about the opposite of false. It meant to be genuine and how when you're genuine, it's going to be you. It's going to cover everything that you do, everything that you are. A lie, you have to keep feeding that lie to keep it alive. But being genuine, it's you. It's who you are. You don't have to keep trying to convince anyone about who you are. And the key of David, having the key of David, Dr. Jeremiah showed us how Philadelphia, the church at Philadelphia, where it was situated in Asia Minor, it was in the middle of the sea and people would pass through Philadelphia to go to the interior of Asia. So it was the key. If you take the gospel there, you have an opportunity to open up a door to people open up before, if they can catch it right there before they go into inland, then they could take the gospel. There was an opportunity there for them. Jesus has the key to the door that he can open and the key to the door that he can shut. Jesus gives us opportunity. God gives us opportunities to spread his word if we are faithful, if that is what we desire to do. We don't have to figure out a way to do it. God's already done it. He just wants those of us who have a heart to do it. And so this was what he was seeing with the church at Philadelphia. He said that they're an open door. 
who can spread the gospel between Lydia and Frisia. They, they, they were there. They were in that particular area of Asia Minor. They were able to open up, like I said, and spread the gospel. So, of course, they had to preach the gospel. They had to share what they knew. We need to know the word of God so that we can then share it, especially in these times. As, and that's what we spoke about was that as the world gets darker and darker, our opportunities get wider and wider as people see things happening in the world right now that they've never seen before. And there's fear and there's despair. We can come with a word that they can listen to. When they see us living in peace, people are going to ask, how can you be so at peace with so much confusion going on, with so much fear? That is an opportunity to share the gospel. A huge opportunity. But are we getting it? Are we there? Do we know the word enough where we're ready to share the gospel? He spoke about in the scripture that the church at Philadelphia had little strength. Little strength. Now, we would get insulted if somebody told us that we had little strength. But Dr. Jeremiah explained little strength, meaning little strength ourselves, that we had to depend on God more. It was talking about a total dependence on God as opposed to us being puffed up in ourselves, in our abilities, in our gifts. We realize that our strength comes from the Lord. In our weakness, he is strong. And when he sees that, when he sees that we're relying on him with our gifts, when we're relying on him with our timing, when we're relying on him to know what to say, when to say it, what to do and when to do it, then he can use us. But when it's all about us, then we're on our way to a downfall. And we want to make sure that when we say, God told me, God told me, do we really know God's voice? Because you know something, the enemy can also provide for us. Remember, the enemy tempted Jesus in the desert, tried to give him food. Jesus was hungry and the enemy presented him with food. So we need to be careful about who is behind the opportunity that comes along. And how did Jesus retaliate? Jesus used the word of God. Do we know the word of God enough where even if we haven't memorized it, we know where to go to find it, to use it against the enemy? This is where our strength relies on the Lord. The Lord told the church at Philadelphia that they kept the word of God. Even though they were surrounded by pagans, they still stuck to the word of God. Standing on the word of God. It's about holiness. And the way to become holy is not to act holy. It's to be holy. And the only way we can be holy is to know the word of God. That's what it comes down to. We can put on a show. We can talk about decorum. But if we have not taught the word of God fully, then we're going to keep struggling with decorum. But when you know God for yourself through his word, with understanding, nobody needs to tell you how to behave. You're going to do it. And I'm not saying you're always going to get it right. But when we fall, 
We go to the Lord. We ask forgiveness by the blood of Jesus. We repent. We get up. We turn from that. And we keep moving. But we've got to have his word within us. The Philadelphians were also, the church at Philadelphia was also told that they didn't deny the Lord, that they didn't deny Jesus. And remember, this is Rome, Rome who worshiped Caesar. You could die for worshiping someone else. But the Philadelphians stood on the word. Are we standing on the word? Even in, in Bermuda, where we see so many of our holy standards being compromised. Are we going to stand on the word? People are going to, they're going to criticize you. They're going to say things about you. But are you ready to stand on the word of God on that solid rock? We will be persecuted. But are you willing to stand? That's the question. Jesus told the church that because they would be persecuted by others, he was going to have his way, that he was going to make their enemies their footstool. All you have to do is serve the Lord. And, you know, one of the discussions that we had was, this is to the church. These letters were to churches. Philadelphia was being told that there were fake Jews, that there were fake Christians in that church. Now, we all know and we've heard of people who, in banking, have embezzled money. They have cheated they are stern. We know of people in the medical field who have uh, done the wrong things. But somehow we still do our banking and we still go to the doctor. There are those who say, I'm not going to church because there are hypocrites in the church. Yeah, there are. Just like there were back then. Just like Jesus had his disciples around him and they didn't all get along and they weren't all uh, their hearts weren't all in it. You had Judas. You had Thomas who doubted. You had Peter who waffled one way and then another. We know this. Churches aren't perfect. There are people in there that have ulterior motives. If you read the book of Job, Satan went and sat right in amongst the sons of God when they went to present themselves before the Lord. So we know that there are hypocrites in the church, but that doesn't stop us from using our gifts for the Lord. Remember, one day Christians are going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to have to answer for how we used our gifts. And one answer that the Lord will not accept is because there are hypocrites in the church. He's not going to accept that. Because even to the church at Philadelphia, he told them, I'll take care of your enemies. I'm going to make them your footstool. You keep serving. You keep using the opportunities that I'm giving you to get my word out. Don't worry about them. Same message I'm telling you. Yes, there are hypocrites in the church. What does that have to do with your gift? Nothing. Don't use that as an excuse. And for those who... Yeah, it's usually those who are outside the church that will say things. Now, I know about church hurt, that people have left the church because they've been hurt, they've been abused, they've been uh, not spoken of in a kind way. What are you doing with your gift? And if that's the case, take your money out of the bank. Don't go to a doctor because there are people that are wrong in those areas too. So we get down to his promises 
And that's what we were talking about. He's going to make their enemies their footstool. That Jesus is going to keep Philadelphia from the hour of trial, from the tribulation, the great tribulation. And I I don't know very many people who don't know about that. Even if they don't read the Bible, they know about the tribulation time that's going to come where the whole earth is going to go through an hour, an hour of testing and trial. But the church, the true church, the true body of Christ will be kept from it. We're going to be raptured out of here before the wrath of God is unleashed upon this earth, before the Antichrist then comes to destroy the body of Christ. Those who are faithful now to the Lord will be taken out. The dead in Christ will rise. Those of us who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet him and forever be with him in the air. That time is coming. And that was promised to the church at Philadelphia. What a promise. What a promise. It looks like you may feel like the tribulation is now. These are just shadows. This isn't actually the time. You don't want to be here when that time comes. So get it right now. The scary thing is to think that you're serving the Lord and then you find out. It says, depart from me. I don't know you. Make sure that you've given your heart to the Lord through the blood of Jesus Christ. Read the word. Understand the Lord. Hear him by his Holy Spirit and obey. Those things will keep you until that day that we will be raptured out pre-tribulation, before the tribulation. Not in the middle of it and definitely not after the tribulation. Pre-tribulation. And he says he's coming quickly. Now, quickly, don't think of it in our terms because we are trapped by time. We are limited by time. God is timeless. So where we may think it's taking forever, to the Lord, it's like the blink of an eye. See things through his eyes and not your own. He's coming quickly, suddenly, and you want to be ready. And so the description of These Philadelphia, the church at Philadelphia is something that we want to examine in our own lives and make sure that we're living that way. They were excited about the open door of ministry. I mean, even this, this this podcast, this Zoom is, is an open door that God has created to get his word out in a creative way. Who would have thought? But it's happening. They were excited about the future of their church. They were growing. They were getting new new people, new gifts. And the new blended with the old and something new was born. This is the type of ministry that we want. We want to evangelize. We want to bring in new people who have gifts that we don't have and bring them together and see what the Lord will do. Oh, how marvelous when God's people get together. They recognize how much God was doing in their church in spite of their little strength. That's because we step back and let the Lord be center stage. He gives us a little bit, but then he fills in the rest. My, my, my. I personally had no idea any of this was in my future years ago. But God provided a way 
And he also provided those who came alongside me to help this to, to happen. My pastor, Pastor Seaman, her knowledge of technology, to be able to facilitate the lesson along with me and then put it out there so that others could hear. Those who work in our administration, who bring along those who express that they want to be a part of this lesson and they get them the books and give them all the information that they need. I couldn't do that and do this. God provides. He truly, truly does. Teaching the word of God faithfully in all levels of the church. That's our responsibility. Teach the word of God. And I'm afraid that so many churches have gotten caught up in their programs and caught up in their giftings that they've forgotten about the word of God. They assume that people are going home and reading the word. They're not. Children aren't being brought to Sunday school. They're not learning about the Lord. Churches need to back off, in my humble opinion, in all the programs and get back to feeding their people the word of God, learning the word of God in a chronological way to see the big picture that the Lord has for us and getting to know the Lord just because. Honestly, I've seen it work. It does miraculous things. Turns lives around. But you've got to want it. You've got to desire it. And that's what we do at Shekinah, where our Sunday school is reading through the word of God in chronological order. And it's revealing God in ways that people who have gone to Sunday school for decades have never seen before. It works. And finally, they were faithful to the name of Christ, this Church of Philadelphia. They stood on the word and they were faithful no matter what. That's how we have to be. So all these standards and characteristics, it's a great thing to self-examine and see if they exist in your life. And if they don't, then get into a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-reading church and get to know God just because of who he is. Not about what he can do for you. Mind you, that will come up. But get to know God in all his glory. I guarantee you won't regret it. You'll be like the Philadelphia church, looking for an open door of opportunity to spread the word of God. So that's it. That's the latest study that we've done in the book, Escape the Coming Night with Dr. David Jeremiah. And if you'd like to be a part of these studies that we're doing, send us an email at swim at logic.bm, swim at logic.bm. Let us know that you're interested in our admin team. We'll contact you with all the details. So I want to thank you. And I hope that you enjoyed this little peep into the book of Revelation through the teachings Escape the Coming Night. And we'll see you again. This is Superintendent Janice Battersby. And I say blessings about. Music.